0: Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the
1: reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready.
0: Are you? Hey there, Tech Stuff listeners. This is Jonathan Strickland, and I've got a request for all of you. Now, Chris and I have decided that we're going to try an experiment. We're doing our first crowdsourced sourced episode of tech stuff and we want to know what your pick is for the worst video game of all time now nominations you can you can make one nomination you nominate one game and you need to tell us the name of the game and the platform it was on and it can be any platform it can be an arcade game it can be a PC Mac uh, Xbox PS3 Nintendo handheld console it can be web based if you like. But just let us know what the platform is so we can make sure we count that as the votes. So you can nominate your game either through email, which is techstuff at howstuffworks.com, or you can nominate through Twitter or Facebook. And we're going to put a uh, cutoff date on this. I, I want to have the episode go up by the end of September of 2011. So let's say you need to get your nominations in, by September 8th, 2011. So if you get those nominations into us, we will make sure we include those in the process and we will have an episode where we give you the worst video games of all time based upon the votes of our listeners. Thanks a lot. Can't wait to hear from you.
1: Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com, and sitting down across from me, because he just doesn't want to stand, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland.
0: Sometimes, when we touch, the honesty's too much, <laughs> and I have to close my eyes and hide.
1: That typically has nothing to do with the electronics and computer industry, but today we are talking about a very weird situation.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the HP touchpad and its fate and, uh, and reaction to that fate and what that reaction to that fate might actually mean and how it could change the fate. And uh, I got a headache.
1: Yeah. So uh, a few podcasts ago, and I don't even remember which one it was on, uh, because I didn't think about it until just now to look it up. Um, we talked about uh, WebOS in and, and terms of – and it was a tablet. And I said, you know what? I actually have finally had the chance to mess around with an HP touchpad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time I had ever actually encountered the WebOS in the wild. Um, I think there was an elephant standing nearby. It was yeah. a little scary.
0: Shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got on my touchpad, I'll never know. <laughs>
1: But, uh, but yeah, it was the first time I'd actually ever had the the opportunity to try it. I'd never actually seen a Palm Prix or anything you know anything else that ran it. Yeah, and I really liked the os and i I, I didn't spend hours with it. I right. spent about five minutes with it. But I thought, hey, you know what this is this is pretty nice it's- and I'd used Android on my phone, and I use you know iOS, I've got an iPad. And I thought well this this is a pretty nice os. I really like it i I would like to mess with it some more. and I thought Maybe HP's got something with this thing.
0: Yeah. Except HP didn't think so. No. Um well before we before we jump too much into the the actual story, we probably should revisit. We did an episode on Palm, which is where you were thinking of the Web OS. Right. We did an episode on on the the rise and fall of Palm and kind of its, oh, right. its uh uh pathway. And uh and in a way what we're talking about now is <clears throat> almost the death of Palm, although there's a glimmer there's a glimmer of life left in what Palm created. yeah um,
1: in, but- an, in a nutshell, Palm of course, was uh, a, a personal digital assistant uh, company. They yeah. made uh, the hardware for uh, for this device, which in the 1990s was wildly popular yep. with business people. Um, it was a predecessor to the smartphone, a, a company where the the company founders left and created another company called Handspring.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they came up with the trio. Uh, which was a very early smartphone. It used, they licensed the Palm operating system from Palm. Yep. And eventually Palm acquired Handspring and started making trios. And they sort of, you know, gradually, uh started the smartphone market more or less i would say
0: yeah uh, they, along with blackberry right blackberry was getting a lot of uh traction in the enterprise field so all the the professionals right yeah. executives people like that were snapping up blackberries and getting hooked on them uh and then palm was courting that same customer base uh, neither Palm nor Blackberry at the time were really making a huge dent in the general consumer market. That, we didn't see the general consumer get interested in smartphones really until the introduction of the iPhone in 2007.
1: Yep. And the thing is, Blackberry had the enterprise market sewn up partially because of their, uh, thorough encryption. Right. They have their, their uh, proprietary encryption system and network. Um, and iPhone had this, brand new operating system and all of a sudden palms operating system which hadn't really been updated significantly i mean yeah it had been gone through periodic updates but it wasn't uh really new or refreshed um started to really show its age i mean blackberry and 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 apple were really setting it behind and it, it
0: was painfully obvious that Palm was losing ground very, very quickly. Right. So let's flash forward to 2009. January 2009 at CES, Palm unveils the Palm Pre, running the brand new WebOS.
1: The press went nuts. Oh,
0: boy, did they. Yeah. Look at that. This was a device that had more buzz around it than just about anything else on the floor that year. There were a couple of other items that also got some some major buzz but the Palm Pre was was way up there. Yeah. And everyone who saw it thought it looked really snazzy that the mm-hmm. Web operating system or the Web OS rather uh was that it was very um uh snazzy it had a uh, a nice uh flashy look to it. It looked like it was very responsive. Uh it looked like it could really give the iPhone a run for its money as yep. far as design is concerned because yep. really I'm a huge Android fan. Don't get me wrong. So when I say this, know that I'm saying it as someone who owns Android products and loves the Android system. Android does not have the flash or style of iOS. Okay. It doesn't. Yeah. It's it's a very useful s- system and it has a lot of flexibility and a lot of customization built into it, which is fantastic. And that's why I love it. But it doesn't have the kind of snazzy look of iOS or web OS. So- mm-hmm the response was hey this is a, a smartphone that might appeal to the same potential customer as apple's customers right right not just like not just smartphone buyers because some smartphone buyers are like me you know they're going to be oh i want the android one because it it kind of uh caters to my style uh, some are going to be i like this one because it's pretty and it works and uh and there's nothing wrong with either of those two by the way i'm not passing any judgment i just happen to fall into that one category versus the other now the web os the, the the palm pre like i said made a huge splash but there was a problem in that it didn't get to market until june of 2009 so it was it was unveiled in january and then 6 months passed before it hit store shelves yeah and there's another
1: problem too and that really hit a long time before this and that is that palm did not move early enough to make this work Yeah, Not really.
0: Right. So by 2009, the iPhone's been out for two years. The Android phone's been out for almost as long. Android launched just a few months after the iPhone became uh, available. And so you already had – these companies already had a jump in the smartphone market. We're already building a a customer base. And so you're starting to lose the number of people who are interested in smartphones but don't already have one. Right. And then that means that you have to get whatever – Group is left, like people who want a smartphone but haven't bought one, they've held off. That, that number's gotten very small. Or you have to convince people who have bought a smartphone to switch, which is tough because most of the time, at least in the United States, those smartphones are coming with contracts that last at least two years. Yeah. And to get out of that contract, you have to spend more money. So it means that the purchase price of a new smartphone You know, that's part of it. That's the base amount of money you're going to spend, but you're also going to spend the money to get out of your current contract on top of that. Mm -hmm. So it makes those smartphones even more expensive. Or you, you know, if you buy a, a phone that isn't connected to a plan, that adds money to the purchase price. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah, Palm was already behind in the game. And then the fact that it took six months from the unveiling to the launch meant that that buzz that was so powerful back in January had died down to just a murmur by June mm-hmm. and so it the Palm Pre did not have a hugely successful launch uh, they followed it up with the Palm Pixie which had even worse but anyway Palm started to suffer and then the company began to waver financially and that's when HP stepped in in 2010 and purchased the company
1: yeah they had been sort of I would say not so secretly looking for suitors you know who wants yeah. to pick us up we got some good stuff and, uh, and HP was, was the uh, winning bidder yep. on, on the company and, and picked it up. And people began saying, okay, so is HP going to get in the smartphone business now? What does this mean for the web OS? And
0: HP pretty much said definitively they were not interested in the smartphone business. That didn't mean that they were going to completely discontinue all that. But they, they the company made it very clear that this purchase was really for web OS. Yeah. More than anything else.
1: And, we, and so – People were saying, okay, so if you're not going to make smartphones with it, what are you going to do with it? And of course, in 2010, with the launch of Apple's iPad, um, it became clear that there was a market for consumers to buy tablet computers. Yeah.
0: So the tablet computer race is now on with Apple firmly in the lead. Uh, And HP starts to develop tablets as well. and Tablets were not, again, not a new thing. Tablets have been around Mm -hmm. for a while. It's just that the iPad was the first one to really become a success in the consumer market. And it was, depending on, I don't want to say it's clear that Microsoft Windows was not a good operating system for tablets. I'll say that a lot of engineers did not like using Windows for tablets. They found it to not be ideal.
1: Plus the form factor for tablets, too. Yeah. Uh Previous tablets, the Microsoft operating system tablets were primarily essentially notebook computers for which the screen would flip inside out and you could snap it down. Yeah. So it was more or less the size and heft of a, a laptop, laptop yeah. computer, a smallish laptop computer, but not the same form factor, the small size of a, uh, yeah, of an iPad.
0: Thin, yeah, yeah. So HP starts working on, uh, on, uh, well, actually they'd already been working, but they, they're developing the touchpad. That's their, their tablet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the touchpad launched officially on July 1st, 2011.
1: Yep. July 1st, 2011. And we're recording this,
0: uh, Toward the uh, end ish of yeah, August, August 26th. August 26th is when we're sitting down in the studio. We know that you guys are listening to this later because you're not in here with us.
1: Right. But the thing is, um, in July, they announced, you know, they, they released these. And on August 16th, uh, I heard of a story in which Best Buy was saying these things aren't selling. We want HP to take them back. Yeah, uh, uh, it was a rumor. Yeah, because you know the the companies aren't really gonna do that. But basically, what happened was they had they had purchased a lot of inventory, and the inventory
0: wasn't moving. They
1: they weren't moving them.
0: Yeah, and they were and,
1: priced about the same as an iPad.
0: Yeah, they were around the same amount as an iPad. And and, uh, and so you're Android talking tablets. Yeah, you're talking about the the five hundred to eight hundred dollar range, depending upon the the tablets. Um, so the touchpads were not really moving and then HP dropped a bombshell on uh, the world uh, in, a, in a call on uh, August 19th, 2011. Mm-hmm. And that was when HP said that uh, executives said that they were no longer going to support the developing web OS products. Now the software Will, according to HP, continue to be supported in some way that wasn't really addressed in that particular discussion. Right. But, uh, so there's no immediate indication that WebOS itself is really going away, but they, HP is no longer going to be building products for WebOS. And that means no more smartphones or tablets running the WebOS operating system.
1: Right. Which is, you know, only a few weeks of the
0: tablet being out there. 49 days to be specific. And in fact, 49 days means that the HP touchpad did outlast one other electronic device that was famously launched and then abandoned soon thereafter. And that was the kin from oh, Microsoft. So yes. now the kin was the, the, um, the follow up to the sidekick. You know, Microsoft purchased danger. Yes. And then, uh, uh, decided to introduce the kin, which was running on, on the, the, uh, uh, danger servers. And that lasted 48 days from launch to abandonment. So the touchpad survived a day longer than the kin did. They, these were not, by the way, just, I don't want to give the indication that both of these stories happened simultaneously. The kin, that, that happened before the touchpad story. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so this ended up, making some waves in technology circles. People were starting to talk about, does this mean that Palm is officially dead now that webOS has essentially been abandoned? Uh, and then there were other people saying, no, 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 let's not jump to conclusions because HP has said they will continue to support at least the software side of webOS. Uh, my question is that, uh, w- w- is there enough of an incentive for developers to continue developing applications for WebOS, knowing that there are no plans for any future hardware that will run the operating system, at least not any from HP. I mean, there's always the possibility that HP could license out the operating system to some other hardware manufacturer, right? Right. So we might see some other branded uh, device come out with the WebOS on it. Yeah. Now, let's
1: pretend for, a, for for just a moment that the story stops right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the podcast would pretty much stop right here. Because I think, uh, speaking for myself anyway, I would say it it's unlikely that HP is going to do anything with it. It's unlikely, considering the difficulty with which Palm uh, found itself trying to be purchased, mm-hmm. that anybody will want to pick it up. Right, so I would say that this is the death of the web o s That's if the story stops here, but weirdly enough,
0: yeah, so, it doesn't so the touchpad became the most popular obsolete device I have ever heard of
1: it's It's very strange now it's well not, it's not, not completely totally strange, strange but well the so we have we've we've already uh. You know, touched on the fact that there are tons and tons of them out there, right? They're not selling. Yeah. Um, yeah, the article I had, um, I read about was, uh, Eric Hesseldahl from All Things D, mm-hmm. who, who he was going on rumors that Best Buy had bought 270,000 touchpads and had only moved 25,000 of them. Ouch. He actually mentioned, well, I mean, you talked about the, the discounts. There was a discount for $50 and then, uh, $100 on, on the touchpad. That ended up being a permanent discount after they still weren't selling. They said there was a, uh, a deal on Woot.com for $120 off the 16 gigabyte model. 612 people went in for it.
0: Yikes. It's not
1: really a lot of people showing interest in it. Again, uh, no one's going to pick it up. They've killed it off. It's not, except at this point with all these touchpads in the marketplace. HP and all these retailers decide to put it on a steep discount. So there are two models: the sixteen and, and the, the thirty-two, 32 gigabyte. gigabyte. And they started going for as low as ninety-nine dollars.
0: Right? Yeah, and, and include there was one place where you could get it for forty-nine dollars
1: because I didn't hear it was about Staples, that. Staples,
0: Staples, because Staples was running a a a, a promotion where it's fifty dollars off a tablet for the back to school promotion. Uh, so if you bought the ninety-nine dollar 16 gigabyte touchpad from Staples. You would get the fifty dollars back. It was a forty nine dollar tablet. If I had seen that, I same here. Okay, I do not own a touchpad. Chris, you do not own a touchpad. Nope. But both of us at a hundred dollars, that's this is this is where the story really gets interesting because it could mean huge changes coming up in the tablet market going forward because people have taken notice when hp reduced the prices for the 16 gigabyte down to 99 dollars, and the 32 gigabyte was down to 149 dollars people started sweeping them up people were buying them in bunches because you could buy five 16 gigabyte touchpad tablets for the same price as an ipad yeah and they've started showing up on ebay yeah, for more than that. For yeah, some in some cases more than what the retail price was when they were in stores. But the that was the the interesting thing was that people started jumping on these deals. And in fact, HP was soon out of stock. Although of course, lots of other touchpads are still on their way back to HP. So uh, by the time this podcast goes live, I can't say for sure that there'll be more sales because I don't know the numbers. But I do know that between the time we're recording <laughs> and then there probably will be another sale on HP. And and that uh, HP even invited people to sign up for notifications when it would go on sale again.
1: Yeah. And and the thing is, too, HP has said we're temporarily out of stock. Yeah. We will be getting more of them.
0: Right. And and there are all the other com- uh, places that were selling them for the $99 or the $149. Very quickly sold out. And, uh, there were websites dedicated just to tracking these deals and letting people know when the deals were active and then when the deals had, had expired, like when all the inventory was sold out. And, uh, I was watching these for a while because I was thinking, you know what, maybe I'll pick one up because $100, that's, that's tempting. Um, and even though knowing that the WebOS operating system may be obsolete, you know, there may not be that much more developed for that operating system just because Again, if you're a developer and you're going to spend the time, money, and effort to build something, you want to hit – you want to build an application that's going to hit as many people as possible and you don't do it for an operating system that's obsolete, right? One would guess. But because these sales have gone so crazy all over the place, now there's a renewed interest at least in the journalism sphere of where could WebOS go after this because it's shown that people are willing to buy – this product at this price. Uh, now, it may not go anywhere for WebOS.
1: Well, it is important to note. Um, I read in the Christian Science Monitor an article by Chris Gaylord who mm-hmm. pointed out that apparently the parts cost for a touchpad, uh, actually he quoted iSupply, um, the parts inside a touchpad cost about $306. So if you're wondering if HP is going to go, Huh. Well, we can sell these, but we're going to have to deeply discount them. They're going to have to, if they want to make a profit on it and they would make a profit on the hardware, not on the software. <laughs> you know, other, other companies can do that. You know, people like Sony with the PlayStation, they're going to make some money on the games. Right. HP is not really going to make money on the software side. So they would have to price it above $307. I'm, I'm sounding like the price is right. Right. One dollar. Um, so, yeah, a hundred dollars they're not going to make any money on it, but the thing is now there is an entrenched base of users sort of i mean there there weren't people before right now there is an incentive to develop software for the web o s because there are a lot of people now, not a not as many as with the iPad or with the Android tablets, but there are people using. The web OS. Yeah,
0: the question is, is it worth yeah. catering to that audience or is it worth just uh, exploring options of catering to the Apple and Android audiences, which are, like you said, much larger? Um, I think, and, and, and to complicate that a little more, I know that there are people furiously working on ways to, uh, to essentially wipe web OS off the tablet and replace it with Android. Um, oh. I've, I've seen, hmm. I know I've seen Reports about early uh, uh, gingerbread builds. Mm-hmm. Gingerbread being that the, in the, the Android three point no no that's honeycomb. Oh, honeycomb, you're right. I'm gingerbread sorry. is the old smartphone. Two point three, the smartphone operating system. Yeah, and there's sorry. plans of incorporating the honeycomb operating system, assuming that you know the hardware can can run it properly and all this kind of stuff. No, By the time this podcast goes live, there may very well be a honeycomb build specifically uh, geared so that you know, you can replace your Web OS with honeycomb if you wanted to. So there's that problem because you know there might be developers saying, yeah, there are all these there are all these tablets that are out there, but there's a certain percentage of tablet owners who don't even want that Web OS in the first place. So why would I develop for it then? Mm-hmm. But beyond that this shows that there is a demand for tablets. Uh, there are a lot of people who want a tablet but who are not willing to pay the prices that you find on your your average tablet on the marketplace. And they want a tablet that's of a certain quality, meaning better than some of the low-end tablets that you find on the market. Right. Right. Uh, But they don't want to pay the premium price for it. And and when I say premium price, I'm talking about from their perspective, the consumer perspective, not necessarily the manufacturer perspective, which depending upon the manufacturer may have spent quite a bit of money. There may be a very low margin on some of those tablets. Um, So it could mean that perhaps tablet manufacturers say, why don't we look at a way to build a tablet that's going to cost less to for the consumer but still – Deliver a satisfying experience so that people don't feel like they've bought a, an inferior product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that's you know the, the scramble where you just see this incredible passion for a product that is pretty much obsolete right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that does that that raises some eyebrows, that, that gets attention. You know, there are going to be some companies out there that are gonna say you know, if this is the kind of excitement we see, we need to find the best price point for a tablet and then figure out the most economical way to produce a tablet for that price point where we can make a profit.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be the larger question. I don't think HP will get in back into the tablet business and turn it around and go, oh, you know what? People really do want this. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see WebOS come back in some form and by that i i don't necessarily mean that hp will do it um i wouldn't be surprised to find that somebody else wants at least the technology for use in their products um but i also you know i i, I was on a website uh, one of the, the tech websites that i sadly i can't remember had a poll about what we thought should happen and most people who answered that poll non-scientific thought that it should be open sourced. So, you know, there there could be a lot of things that happen to the operating system and it could end up in other locations. But I wouldn't be surprised to sometime down the road. I don't think this these questions about HP and the WebOS specifically are going to be coming in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be one of those things that plays out over some time. Yeah. But I think it does show some interest in the possibility of of using the Web OS. I think it's it's absolutely a viable product. The question is who's willing, you know, whether HP is willing to let it go or sell it to somebody else or make a contribution to the open source community and say, you know what, guys, here it is. Yeah. Go to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's gonna this is gonna be one of those wait and see situations. Really on multiple fronts. What's the future of web OS? What is, what is the future of low-end tablets? Uh, like what does this say about the market in general? Um, but I didn't think we'd even be having this conversation. No, no. It was just – it was – August normally, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with tech news, you normally it's a very slow, slow month. And it started out slow this year. But uh, some things some things have shaken things up. Um the HP touchpad was one of the first big stories that really shook things up. Uh, there was an earthquake on the East Coast and then the response to that through various social networks. That was a big story. And that was even that an earthquake on the East Coast where it was felt from Virginia all the way up to New York City. That would you would think that would be the biggest story of the week. But then uh, there was a story that broke that was even larger than that. Yeah, and depending on when this podcast goes live, you may or may not have already heard our podcast about that. And of course, we're referring to uh, Steve Jobs resigning from Apple, and we're going to do a podcast on that, or maybe we've already done a podcast on that. I don't know because I don't know what the schedule will be.
1: On the other hand, we—you didn't mention Google and Motorola
0: Mobility. Oh yeah, another huge story. It's Google purchasing Motorola. Yeah, it's a very odd August. I think maybe they figured everyone was on vacation and we should make our big moves now. Hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's, and we'll have to do a story about that too. Okay. So anyway, guys, that, uh, that's kind of our, our take on the touchpad situation and what happened and what might happen. Uh, it's, it's really all up in the air and it's kind of, uh, interesting. If any of you guys rushed out and bought a touchpad and took advantage of one of those deals, just let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know about, well, let, first of all, let us know about how, uh, what the experience was like purchasing it. And then let us know what you think about the actual tablet. Are you going to keep the web OS? Do you like it? Uh, what do you, what do you think is the best part? What do you think needs more work? Uh, or do you plan on actually using the tablet and replacing the operating system at some point? I want to know all those things. Yeah, some people
1: uh, did report problems trying to get their hands on one because some outlets uh, went back on the deal. They said, oh, sorry, we don't have a supply of these after all. Sorry. Yeah. After they had already made a purchase. So they got emails and they went to social media and complained bitterly out loud to the to the planet.
0: I think that was really a case of lots of people flooding the system so quickly that it couldn't keep pace with the inventory. Yeah. I think so in other right. words, in other words, the the it's not that the company was doing this in bad faith. It's just that literally the the demand outstripped the supply and the capacity to, to monitor how many units were being sold at any given time. And of course, like I said, you know, a lot of those places shipped their units back to HP, which we do expect to sell. Uh, the rest at a, hopefully at the same price, although that remains to be seen as of the recording of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if you guys have bought one, let us know. Tell us what you think. And, uh, you can email us. Our address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com or let us know on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find us there as techstuff hsw. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. Keep in touch.
1: Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow.
0: The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything.
1: Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's brand new,
0: season two.